0: Come to the place that I'm all you have, then you'll find I'm all you need. When the road ahead seems rugged and the path is getting steep, I feel that I can't make it and my heart begins to weep. Then I turn to see who's coming to join me in the way, and I. When you feel you're going under, hold tighter to my hand, lean on me. When your heart begins to bleed, when you come to the place that I'm all you have, then you'll find I'm all you need. I'm all you need When you come to the place
1: can you? <clears throat> All right. Well, again, we're glad you're here tonight. I'm going to any uh, secrets of the trade out there with that whisper moment there. <clears throat> All right. You'll see in just a moment what that is. It's just a A pattern we're going to look at today. Well, I told you that I thought about sharing some pirate jokes tonight. The singles, they're not as happy about it as maybe you are. Uh, But uh, yeah, so I thought I would. I I just uh, felt compelled and motivated and moved to do so. And uh, I think you're allowed to have fun in church personally. And uh, so I kind of like some of these, all right? Now, they think they're really corny. I don't know why, but they do. So anyway, and if you know the answer, because there's a few of you that might know the answer over there. Um, I know how they are checking out joke books, trying to catch the preacher on his corny jokes. <clears throat> Actually, they give me jokes every once in a while. But uh, how did the pirate become a boxing, a boxing champion so fast? Because nobody was ready to take his right hook. Okay, so maybe they are corny. Okay, so anyway, what do you call a pirate with two eyes, two hands, and two legs? A beginner. (laughs) Have you ever seen one without a patch or without a, you know, you know what I'm saying. All right, what's the most favorite pirate song, surprisingly? Don't cry for me, Argentina. (laughs) Okay, I like that one. I thought that was pretty good. Have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of any good pirate jokes? Well, neither have I. <laughs> you got Dean can appreciate this. He really can. The man of many voices. <clears throat> um how do pirates communicate with each other? With an iPhone. But eye to eye is always better. I'd tell you the other one, but I'm not allowed. So anyway, moving on. Oh, no, 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 no. You think, oh, my goodness. What do you think, singles? What do you think? Should I share? I'm telling you now, if you're an old prude, this is really going to sting. It's going to sting bad. All right, here it goes. I'm almost embarrassed to say it. I can tell it to singles, but I'm not going to look. I'm going to take my glasses off so I can't see any faces. What is regularly given to the sea around 8 a.m. if digestion is right? The captain's log. (laughs) I told you it was crude. I told you it's bad. It's really bad. I, I warned you. Okay, they made me do it. I I did that in honor of Brother Wetzel returning. I said I did that in honor of you returning, brother, because that sounds like some joke he'd tell us at the carousel. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, well. Well, anyway, let's get started tonight. We're glad to have Brother Rick back, that's for sure. And my dad showed up for the first time, what, six weeks, too. It's just been, man, I'm telling you what, there's a lot of sickness out there, and keep praying for folks that are sick. I mean, this uh, it's just been bad lately, and I know children are sick, adults are sick, and Unfortunately, we've had some elderly adults that have been sick, and I mean to tell you, it's, it's been bad. So just be praying for them because, uh, like you say, we already lost uh, our sister Opal. And then, you know, we got another gentleman. Uh, just be praying for Denny, and he's struggling as well, and the pneumonia and so forth that he just can't seem to shake. and It's just really bad. So be praying for folks, and there's a lot of hurting families and a lot of hurting folks. <clears throat> Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. <clears throat> Titus chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. Tonight we are going to have a, a baby dedication. Looking forward to that. But we have just a couple of things we're going to do with that. I'm going to make sure I get the big clock out. I still like the big clock. You know, it just helps. And I know it keeps us a little bit better on time. And I like, I like that.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I know you guys like that too. All right, yeah, all right, there we go, got it, we're set, very good, all right, let's go ahead and read over here in Titus, Uh, Timothy, Titus, so if you're not there, you got to find Timothy, go to the right, and I'm still trying to find it, there we go, Titus chapter 2, we're going to read verses 7 and 8, and uh, that's kind of where we're going to draw things from. It says, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech, that cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. <clears throat> Again, in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech, that cannot be condemned. That he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say. Of you, What a powerful verse it is. And <clears throat> once again, as we read through that verse, as we consider those verses, we can't help but realize that God is wanting us to be, I guess, a pattern of, of what Christianity ought to be. Not only that, but what a Christian ought to be. And not only that, but he's saying that basically, uh, you know, we're to be this way. Why? Because there's the contrary part. There's those that are not believers, and there are those that are not faithful, and there are those that don't recognize and understand the Word of God to be what it is. He said, listen, we cannot put a, uh, <clears throat> put a stumbling block in their way. We should not give them any evil thing to say about us. We should never give them any reason to be able to condemn us or any reason to be able to point a finger at us and say, boy, now that's not, you know, that's supposed to be a Christian. Wow, they really are, you know, that's ridiculous. No wonder I don't want to be a Christian. You know, that we should never give anybody that opportunity. And I know we could spend a little more time on all of that, but that's not the gist of the message tonight. But <clears throat> but we see here this word pattern. And um I uh had Brother Brad run out and I printed something out on the uh on the uh computer and uh it's a pattern. It's a it's a dress pattern. And you didn't know this, but I'm an extremely good seamstress. And uh <clears throat> seamster yeah whatever either way it doesn't matter because <laughs> if they're both lies but anyway um <clears throat> so anyway you, you know this is a pattern and if you look at the pattern you're going to find that patterns uh, are by nature they're, they're pretty detailed you're going to do a dress or a pair of pants or you're going to some other kind of i don't care if it's a tablecloth whatever it might be the fact is is that every crease and you know every uh um you know uh bend and and, and every measurement is in place, you know, you've got to know exactly what you're dealing with. It's very detailed. A pattern can be very detailed. It ought to be very detailed. You follow the pattern. Why do you follow the pattern? Obviously, it's so that you end up having the end result being the, the, the thing that you intended. So you have some success. So that it ultimately turns into the creation that you intended it to become. So in this case, it's a dress. Well, if you follow the pattern, you end up with a dress. If you don't follow the pattern, you may have a real problem. And so it's very detailed. And uh, that's important, you know, in a pattern. That's that's something that a pattern provides for us is detail. And so, if you follow the pattern, you're in good shape. <clears throat> so, as we look over the passage today, I, I just want to draw. I just want to talk about pattern a little bit, uh, the pattern, not not about anything in speci- too specific, but I want to just talk about <clears throat> the idea that there's a pattern that we need to build from. And 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 so. What we're going to see is that, yes, we have Christ, and everybody says, well, he's the pattern. Yeah, he is. But that's not what the passage teaches. The passage says, in all things, show thyself a pattern. So it's not the Lord Jesus Christ now that's to be the pattern. Not in this passage. It's to be Titus. Titus is to be the pat- pattern. And you know what Titus was? He's a Christian. Someone said, yeah, but he was a pastor. Yeah, he influenced people. He had influence over people. May I say that I don't care if you're just a dad. You say, I'm just a dad today. You have influence. Well, I'm just a mom. I don't don't, know. I'm no big wig in the church, but you have influence. You're to be a pattern. I'm to be a pattern. We're all to be a pattern today is what the Bible's teaching. So let's talk about a pattern to build from tonight. Just very quickly, a simple thought tonight, and we'll see if we can't be encouraged by it and grow from it. Father, we need you, Lord, bless us. Lord, the Bible teaches us, Lord, that obviously we're to be patterns. Or that's interesting because that means that some things have to be extremely detailed. And Lord, help us to understand this maybe just a little bit better tonight and to be encouraged by it and to ultimately be better for it. And Lord, may you help us each one to be the pattern we ought to be. Well, thank you in Christ's name. Amen. We're not going to debate, nor will we argue what that pattern ought to look like. It ought to look like Christ. We do understand that. And we're to be conformed to the image of his dear son. We we realize that. But we are the pattern then. So what he's saying is, I mean, I don't know about you, but the last time I've never seen Jesus. Have you? I've never seen him. Did you ever take a walk with him down the street? No. Hey, Did do you, do you ever have the privilege of giving him a hug? Nope. He never hugged you either. You'd have to live over 2,000 years ago for that to happen. There's nobody in the, nobody in the world today that sees Jesus, that walks with Jesus, that talks with Jesus face to face. does not happen like that. Now, he lives in you, yes, I understand that. But physically, there's no concrete. You're not going to touch him like you touched that pulpit. That's not going to happen. You're not going to hold him in your hands like you hold the book that you just sang from. It doesn't happen. So what's the Lord do? He says, listen, I'm going away, but I'm going to leave somebody to be a pattern. I was a pattern while I was on earth, but I want you to be the pattern now. And the reality is is that each and every one of us as believers is to be a pattern. Here's what we learn about a pattern, though. It's interesting in the Bible. A pattern was used to build the tabernacle. Look, if you will, in Exodus chapter 25, verse 9. We're just doing a little basic Bible study today. Real simple Bible study. So we start to look at uh, this word pattern in the Bible. What, What do we learn about a pattern? Well, we realize that the tabernacle was built by a pattern or with a pattern. Well, that's pretty interesting to me. Exodus chapter 25, verse 9. It says, according to all that I shew thee after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. So he's saying, listen now. You know, I've given you a pattern, that pattern of the tabernacle, and you're going to build the tabernacle based on the pattern that I gave you. You're going to even insert all the instruments of the tabernacle, uh, that go, all those instruments that go into the tabernacle will also be a direct descendant of a pattern. I'm going to give you a pattern, and you follow the pattern. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 5, we read, Who serve under the example and shadow of heavenly things, as Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern shewed to thee in the mount. So obviously in the mount, God gave him a pattern of the tabernacle. God gave him a pattern of the instruments in the tabernacle. God said, you build the tabernacle, you put the instruments in the tabernacle as shown on a pattern. The pattern is what you're to follow. Always make it like the pattern. And so the tabernacle was built according to a pattern then. A pattern. A pattern was used in the Bible to build the temple itself. Now, the tabernacle, of course, was in the wilderness. The te- temple, ultimately, would be a permanent fixture. And remember, we know that David had prepared to build a tabern- a temple, but God had said, you're a bloody man, therefore, your son will build that temple. And David began to prepare. He began to save up, uh, you know, uh, supplies and prepare for that building. And sure enough, in the reign of Solomon, the temple was completed. But it was built based on a pattern. Look, if you will, in First Chronicles, chapter 28. First Chronicles, chapter 28. Chapter 28, verse 11 through 12. Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof, "...and of the treasuries thereof, and of the upper chambers thereof, and of the inner parlor thereof, and of the place of the mercy seat, and the pattern of all that he had by the Spirit, of the courts of the house of the Lord, and of all the chambers round about, of the treasuries of the house of God, and of the treasuries of the dedicated things." He'll go on to continue to discuss and deal with that. But notice again, the Spirit of God had provided David with a pattern. That pattern is now being handed down to or handed off to his son Solomon. Therefore, the temple itself was a direct result or a product of a pattern. That pattern was followed. And when that pattern's followed, God was honored and the temple's placed. And boy, I tell you what, they worshiped God and honored God in the temple. And so we noted a couple of things about the pattern, about a pattern. First, it was used to build the temple. And second, it was used to build the tabernacle as well. Every room, every piece of furniture, every instrument, every single aspect of that temple that was used in worship was constructed using a pattern. And these structures, the tabernacle and also the temple, were the dwelling place of God. They're the dwelling place of God. They were the, the, the temple of God. <clears throat> now I want you to turn to first Corinthians chapter six verse nineteen and twenty. <clears throat> Excuse me. First Corinthians chapter six verses nineteen through twenty. Notice what it says there. It says what? Know ye not that your body is the what? Temple. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, <clears throat> which you have of God, and you're not your own. you're bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Look in First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen. First Corinthians three, sixteen. Once again, we are reminded of this reality and this truth today concerning our house, this body. What? He says, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Again, he reinforces this issue in chapter 3, chapter 6. He says the same thing. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, you are a temple. And I'm a temple. Paul admonishes Timothy and Titus both to be patterns. First Timothy one sixteen. Howbeit for this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might shew forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on Him to life everlasting. Timothy, I'm to be a pattern. You're to be a pattern. <clears throat> God placed me here, Timothy. Paul says, as a pattern of those that would be saved, of those that would come after me. I'm to be a pattern. And you know what? Timothy, you're to be one. And then Titus, he made sure Titus knew he was to be one. He says, in all things, shewing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity. In all things, shewing thyself a pattern. <clears throat> so wait a second. What we know then about patterns is this. One, a pattern was used to build the tabernacle. We also know that the temple was built based on a, te- a, a pattern. But the Bible tells us that, yes, those physical buildings, those buildings of, 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 of a tent like structure, as well as the, the, the block structure or buildings, those were built on patterns. But also, this right here. This right here is a temple. It's a temple. And you know what God tells us to do? To be a pattern. To be a pattern. Just like that temple. Would house God. Just like that. That, that tabernacle. Tabernacle. Uh, housed God. The fact is. Is that your body and mind Houses the God of heaven. Of all creation. And if it's ever going to be properly built. It had to have followed a pattern. Every believer is the dwelling place of God. And again, if the believers to be built or constructed properly, they're going to need a pattern to follow. And that's as simple as it is. So therefore, you and I, as believers, <clears throat> are to be patterns for others to help them build the temple. It's that simple. There are no self-made men or women in the ministry. There are no self-made men or women in Christianity. Everybody needs a pattern. Everybody. Because, see, all you are is a temple. All you are is a tabernacle. And guess what? No tabernacle, no temple has ever been erected that has pleased God without a pattern. It's that simple. <clears throat> so, we're to provide others with a pattern of that temple, then. Our body is the courtyard. You had that outer courtyard with the tabernacle and the temple. But your body's that outer courtyard. Our soul's that holy place. You had a table of showbread and You'd enter in there and so forth. You saw that stuff in there. The, the, the priest would enter into that place. That, that was a holy place. But it wasn't the holiest of holies. That was another step altogether. So you have your body represented that outer court. You've got your soul, which would be represented that holy of that holy place. But then you have that spirit. You know where God dwells. That's that holy of holies in you. Literally, you're a building, a structure, a temple, and so am I. Our entire being is to be a pattern for others to build their tabernacle or Christian life off of. There are just a couple of areas, three areas that I think we need to be a pattern. We must be a pattern. Number one, a pattern of living that body that outward aspect that that, that outer court if you will a pattern of living in 1st Peter turn if you would, 1st 1 Peter 1:13 1, <clears throat> a pattern of living in 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 13 through 16 it says wherefore gird up the loins of your mind Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That word conversation is not exclusive to the to verbiage. It has to do with your actions. Because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. What we see here is then, is that as a believer today, we're to be holy, and we're also to be living obedient lives. There is the element of a pattern of living. A person, a young believer, ought to be able to look at our lives and see a pattern of living. That's first. Now, we'll get to something else here in a minute. But notice, not only that, but we ought to be a pattern of worship. Look, if you will, now in First Timothy chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. A pattern of worship. See, you've got that body out there, and people ought to be able to see the visible, yes. But wait a second, there's that that holy place, too. There was a pattern for that, too. It wasn't just the outside, it was the inside. And so now what we see here is that there ought to be a pattern of worship. You know, uh that would deal with your soul or the visible adoration and praise and service to God. All of those things. First Timothy 3, 14 and 15. Notice these things write unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church the of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Notice again, he says, simply put, he says that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. There is a pattern of worship. Pattern of worship. So we have a pattern of living. A pattern of worship. But also there ought to be a pattern of fellowship. Again, we're dealing with the Spirit of man now, and we're so, we're dealing with the idea that there has to be intimacy with God. How do we note that? How do we see evidence of the Spirit of God at work in our lives? How do we recognize the relationship between a man, a woman, and their God? Well, we see it in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, when he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. A pattern of fellowship. When there's fellowship in the Christian's life, the end result is fruit. The fruit, the Bible says here, of the Spirit. It's just, that's the way it is. It's just there. We commune and we fellowship with God. We draw nigh to the Lord. There's going to be the fruit of the Spirit evidenced. So, we know that the tabernacle and the temple were built on a pattern. We understand also then that every aspect of our being as believers is to be built by based on a pattern. Now, here's the thing. Jesus is not with us today. We do have his word. Yes. And we certainly understand he outlines the pattern wonderfully. But the truth is, is that people don't always see that. Guess what they see us. Now, hold on. I want you to understand, because here's the crux of the matter. And here's the only reason I share this message with you today at all is that I think we've missed out, and I think we've, we've, we've really misunderstood what it means to be a pattern. Because here's the thing. We talk about over in the book of, 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 of um, Timothy, when he talks about chapter 4, verse 12, that he's to be an example of the believer. <clears throat> here's the thing. It's easy. Stand up, would you? Stand up, please. You look at this young man, and you say, wow, what an example he is. He's in God's house. What an example he is. He's in a tie and a suit jacket as a young man. That's so unusual in our generation, our age. Look at that young man's haircut. Man, that's sharp. And look at that man's shoes. Don't look at those shoes. But anyway, we see that guy and we say, wow, what a wonderful thing. And he's such a young man and he's out soul winning and he's, he's trying to serve the Lord and he's living for Jesus. And we see him and we go, wow, what an example. can I tell you he's not done one thing to build another believer yet? You want to know why? He could be an example by the outside appearance. That doesn't mean he's a pattern. Do you know what a pattern demands? Detail. I look at him, I don't know how he worships. I look at him, I really don't know how he lives. I look at him and the truth is, I don't don't know how he fellowships with God. But can I tell you something? Every one of you have a life out here every one of us have a pattern of worship that we follow in our life every one of us have a pattern of fellowship that we walk in and that we address and that we deal with but can i tell you something today the bible doesn't tell us just to be examples it tells us to be patterns because you can be an example on the outward and that's really what an example is nobody really knows what's on the inside of your heart but i guarantee you, if i see a pattern i'll know now, listen to me. I, I'm not trying to be critical of what we've been taught in the years. I'm not trying to be critical and say, I've come up with something new. I'm just telling you that in Titus, he tells us very clearly we're to be patterns. And everybody, every time you see a pattern in the Bible, it's building something that houses God, basically. And let me tell you something. You house God. I house God. Now, my question to you is this. What's your pattern? Who are you, who are you showing how to be the Christian they ought to be? Because you're supposed to be a pattern, and so am I. And I'm not just talking about, have a seat. I'm not just talking about, well, you just need to come to church. Watch how I go to church. No. I want to know the details. Can I ask you why you go to church? Can I ask you what you get out of church? Can I ask you about your, your walk with God? Okay, what's your prayer life really like? How much time do you really spend in God's Word? And yeah, listen, who are you sharing that information with? You ought to be a pattern, and patterns aren't just simply an example. Well, I pray, and I read, and you ought to follow my example. No, I want to see the pattern. I want to see... You can't turn me into you if I don't have a pattern. That temple, I could have said, Here, look at the picture of the temple, Moses. And God could have said, boom, there it is. And he well, it's unbelievable. Lord, That that's unbelievable. David, look at this temple. Look how beautiful it is. He says, wow, that's breathtaking God. And then he goes and says, let me try to explain to you what it looks like. And Solomon would have had a whale of a time trying to figure it all out if he just had a picture of it. But he didn't get just pictures. He got a pattern, very detailed pattern. Well, what am I supposed to do about... Uh, You know, what am I supposed to make those out of? Well, you make them out of this. Here's part of the pattern. You see how detailed that is? Right there it is. I'm just saying, we better get to the place in our life where we're a pattern for living. Yes, outside. People ought to be able to look at our life, and we ought to be able to certainly look like Christ. I understand that. But it's not enough. Because, see, there's more to you than just this out here. See, as a believer, you have a pattern of worship. You have a pattern of fellowship. How's a young Christian supposed to grow into Christ-likeness when he's not here? The Bible says they ought to be able to look at you and me and get the pattern. That means that you ought to be able to say, okay, let's talk about prayer and I'm going to tell you what I do. And I'm going to tell you how God's blessed. And I'm going to give you the details. I'm going to tell you how I give. And I'm going to tell you why I give. I'm going to tell you how much I give. I want you to know the details. I'm going to tell you wh- what I watch and what I don't watch and why I don't watch it and why I do watch this. I'm going to give you the details. I'm going to tell you what I listen to. And I'm going to tell you why I listen to it. I'm going to tell you why I don't listen to certain other things. I'm going to give you the details. I'm going to tell you what, we're trying to raise a generation of believers without any pattern today. And everybody doesn't want to be the pattern because the truth is we're not too good at patterns. And that's the real reality of it. We really don't want anybody getting too close to us because then they'll know our faults. May, we, may I say to you that God never intended for us to carry faults around with us the rest of our Christian days. He expected us to repent of them as well and to go forward in our Christian life, so that we can become the pattern God intended us to be. Because there's no hope for the next generation as long as we're just being examples of the believer. We got to be patterns. And let me tell you what: there's not one of us that shouldn't be a pattern to somebody today. I'm talking about details: how we live, how we worship. How we fellowship with God, that's personal. No, it's not personal. It shouldn't be personal. Are you kidding me? If we make that, that, that is such a cop-out. It's personal. You know what that is? It's secret. I can tell you why it's secret. I know why it's secret. And so do you. Because it's not happening. And we can't figure out why these Christians just aren't growing. Why we can't get people to get saved to keep coming. Why we can't get people to show up in church to really take root. Why we can't get folks to have a heart for souls like we do. Why we can't get people to understand why they ought to give like they ought to give. Why they won't be involved in the house of God. Why they won't have a real walk with God like we think they should. I'll tell you why. Because we're not spending the time giving them the details. We're content to just say, just watch my life from a distance. That doesn't get it done. That doesn't build anything. If anything, it probably confuses people. They see it, but they don't understand it, they don't get it. It's important that we understand our responsibility as patterns. We are responsible. For the lives of the next generation. We're responsible for men and women, boys and girls today, in this world that need Christ. But it's not enough to save them. It's not enough just to say, look at me, go to church and read. I, you know, I, I'm telling you, I read my Bible and pray. <laughs> well, what does that mean? What, what, what does that mean? Well, you know, you open your Bible and you read it. Is that all you do? Is that how you became what you've become? Simply because you just read a Bible? Because I'm going to tell you something. If all you do is read, read the Bible and you've never studied it, you've never dug, you've never got into your own personal studies, you are about as shallow as the man on the moon. And I don't know how shallow that is, but it's got to be shallow if I said it. But the fact is, is that you, there's no depth to you, my friend. I had somebody come to me the other day and say, Pastor, I want you to help me study the Bible. And I thought, let me give you a real pointer here. And I, I just shared something real quick. And I thought wow, why wouldn't you have done that already? That just makes common sense. Can I tell you that common sense plays no factor at all in Christian development? At least not to start with, because they are spiritually blinded. Satan has blinded them so long, all they need is just somebody to tell them the details. They need somebody to do that for them. I made up my mind the other day, I'm wasting a lot of time in the ministry. Wasting time. You know, I'm wasting time putting these messages together. Waste my time. Because most people don't do it anyway. Do You know what I believe the best thing you could ever do with your life is? Not teach a Sunday school class. Not even go soul winning. And you, you have to go soul winning because it's, it's, it's command in the Bible. But let me tell you something. You want to do something that will make a difference in the world? You grab a hold of somebody that's new, that just got saved, and you start being a pattern. You give them some details. You latch on to them, and you teach, and you train them the Word of God, and you show them how to be the guy, kind of Christian how to be. You let them in on your heart, and you let them in on your life. You let them know that how, how it hurts. You let them know how it helps. You let them know what God's doing. You let them see what it's really about. You let them see what you do in the morning in your prayer time. You tell them and you show them how you're reading and studying and preparing. How you memorize scripture and you tell them what you do to get that done. And then take them along with you. I mean, you've got to give them a pattern. It's not enough to simply tell them to be something. They've got to become something. You say, man, you get mad. I am so upset today as I look at the world transforming the minds of our young people yeah. through all this ridiculousness that we see in the media and in the world today redefining terms and calling people names and they don't even know why they do it let me tell you something if we we're going to have any hope of Christianity continuing in the world in which we live as we understood it just a few generations ago somebody's going to have to step up and quit just being an outward example but be a pattern Somebody's got to say, I don't care how close they get. I'm willing to let them know every detail of my life because I want them to become, not just be something. Man, it's easy. Just let them close enough. Don't take the jacket off in front of them because they'll see your gut. You know what I'm talking about. Wear the suit jacket. Maybe it's a little bit we wear them because they cover up some stuff. I almost said something really mean. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Ladies, you'd be better off to wear a nice flowing dress sometimes because it covers up a lot. I'm just going to say it. No, today in our culture, we're not allowed to actually say what we really think. because it's not politically correct. But let me tell you something. People think it anyway, whether they say it or not. So you might want to protect yourself there.
0: Amen.
1: And it's true with you guys, too. All of us the same in that area. Some of you ought to put a suit jacket on like me and try to hide a few things. Might help you. Some of you young fellas might even get a girlfriend. (laughs) Some of you need to put one of them suit jackets over your face a while. You might actually land a girl. But anyway. (laughs) We're not just to be examined, we're to be patterns. Now listen, I just want to encourage you to be a pattern. See, they can follow an example and do what we do or they can follow the pattern and become what we are. There's a difference. I don't want people just doing what I do. I want them to become what I am. Someone says, that's pretty arrogant. That's how you ought to feel too. Amen. You ought to feel that way as a parent. You ought to want every one of your boys, sir, to be just like you when he grows up. And if you can't be the man you want him to be, then you better change so that you can be. Because he's probably going to be more like you then you would like to admit in the end. So you might as well become what you want them to become. Exactly. It's the same with the ladies. I want every one of my daughters, I want them all to be like my wife. You say, well, that's ridiculous. No, it isn't. No, they're, they're, they'll be lucky. The, the next guy that gets a, well, not the next guy. <laughs> the guy. The guy that's got a, well, you never know. I don't know. But you, you, you know, the guy that's got a hold of them now, if, if, they, if they're like my, their, their mama, those guys will be happy. They'll be happy. All I'm saying is, is we want them to grow up to be like us. What's wrong with that? And as believers, man, I'm just, I disciple now and I think, man, you know what? I'm wasting my time doing all this. I walked away from a discipleship the other day and I thought, I want to do this three and four more times a week easy. If I could invest four or five hours a week in discipleship, man, I could make an impact. I could really make a difference in lives if I'm a pattern. Because that's what you do when you disciple. You're a pattern. Not just an example. I go to church every service. I read my Bible and pray. I do all this stuff. I want to be an example. That's good. Be an example. But you will not build any temples until you become a pattern. Don't you want to be responsible for some temples? I mean, houses of God that actually worship correctly, that honor Christ, that make an impact. You're going to have to be a pattern then. You've got to be a pattern. Yes, you have to do the right things. But to be a pattern, you have to be the right thing. And I want to encourage you to be that. Don't settle for just doing the right things. Let's start being the right things. Amen. So that we can honestly be that pattern. Patterns provide us with the details. Even as that dress pattern provided every measurement, every crease, every bend, so the Christian is to provide an equally detailed pattern for successful Christian growth in others. Let's be responsible for the building of some temples. To do that, there must be a pattern. Father, we come to you.